0: Honestly, I, I, I think we've got a, a national crisis in sleep. I, I, I really do. Um, you know, the the stats are startling that, that three quarters of adults or thereabouts um, have some sort of sleep problems. But roughly 60 percent of those people don't do anything about it. Welcome
1: to the new HBW Insight Over-the-Counter podcast with me, David Ridley, senior editor Europe. In this new podcast, I'll be talking to industry figures and experts about new trends and issues emerging in the global consumer healthcare market. In this episode, I talk to Perigo UK and Ireland Managing Director Neil Lister about the company's new publication, State of the Market Report on Sleep. The report takes a deep dive into the current UK sleep landscape collaborating with industry stakeholders and key opinion leaders to explore UK sleep policy, the long-lasting impact of COVID-19 on our sleeping habits, and the intrinsic link between an individual's sleep and mental health. So, uh, Neil, thanks for coming on the Over the Counter podcast. Um, do you want to introduce yourself briefly?
0: Uh, yeah. Hello, David. I'm, uh, this is my first podcast I've ever done, by the way, which is very exciting. Uh, so, I'm Neil Lister. I'm uh, managing director of Perigo for the UK and for Ireland. And I also have very various other international responsibilities for Perigo. So, I look after our global export, I look after Australia, New Zealand, our uh, international oral care business that's the old Rainier business and various other things that Perigo doesn't know what to do to. They tend to give to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also uh, very proudly uh, president of the PAGB, the, the Consumer Self Care uh, Association in the UK.
1: Brilliant. Well, it's very exciting that this is your first podcast. Um, it's quite an honour for us. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so Ferragir just put out a report about sleep, which is uh, why we're having this conversation. So, I mean, do you want to say a little bit about the report um, and then maybe a little bit about why it's important? So, you know, why are Britons um, struggling to sleep? What's what's the issue there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, thanks for asking. I, I mean, our mission overall with the Night NITOL brand, and we own the Night NITOL brand and we also do um, own label uh, sleep aid products as well in the UK. But we're the, we're the largest OTC player in, in the sleep aids category. And, you know, from a genuine point of view for myself and my team is we want to help the UK sleep better. And we care about it uh, and we're worried about it as well. Um, and we've done a lot of work on the NITOL brand over the nine or so years that, we, that, we've, that we've owned the brand, a lot of HCP training. We've grown the brand, grown a lot of awareness about it. But more than that, you know, we feel we, we want to do more. And we also think there's a need for more to be done. And, you know, so earlier this year, we, we did some research, which is a state of the market review of the sleep category. Uh, we spoke to a number of HCPs, both GPs and pharmacists and pharmacist assistants, to really understand and try and get you know under the skin of what's happening in this category and what more can be done and honestly i i i think we've got a, a national crisis in sleep i i really do um you know the the stats are startling that that three quarters of adults or thereabouts um have some sort of sleep problems but roughly 60 percent of those people don't do anything about it um and you know i, I compare that to other self-care categories, I think about something like allergy, Um, roughly 25% of the UK population suffers from allergies but people know what to do with that, you know, they know the pharmacist is geared up about what to do with it, the GPs are as well, there's all sorts of you know products around that and education but when you think about hay fever and hay fever can obviously be very acute but, but normally it's very mild symptoms, you know lack of sleep, I mean first of all from a macroeconomic point of view They think lack of sleep and sleep disorders cost the UK economy 40 billion a year you know that's the education budget and some more Um, on top of that if you don't get enough sleep it can turn into some really acute problems from depression and suicide to you know obesity to diabetes um, to all sorts of things and actually if you look at it from the other angle if you look at beauty care think about the billions the beauty care industries worth but actually the highest thing you can do to look good is get a good night's sleep um, so from every angle, I, you know, that, that it's calling out for more to be done and more education and awareness around this. But then within that, you've got a situation when people do make interventions. 40 to 50 percent of people are going to the GPs. That's not good for self-care. And it's not good for going straight to that extreme where I think there's all sorts of lower interventions, which sometimes might be around some sleep hygiene factors you do rather than buying drugs and things like that you can do. And certainly, in linking into the, the work we do with the PAGB around self-care, we think more occasions should be addressed by the pharmacist and going to see your pharmacists and having a chat with them. Um, and yeah, I think there's a crisis at the moment, and I think also COVID has been a big factor on this. So the you know the evidence we've got is actually people have got the opportunity to sleep more because of COVID. They're not necessarily doing long commutes and things like that. They're at home more. But what has deteriorated over the last two years? Is two things. One is the quality of sleep people are getting, and then secondly, you know, the mental health and stress aspects of the situation we've been in. So I I think there is, you know, we are in crisis, and you know, we want to help on this, and and certainly be a catalyst for more things to happen beyond what we're doing at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's definitely something you hear about a lot. um, People struggling to sleep, and and like you say, I think. even though people have been spending more time at home they've actually struggled more to sleep um, and there's all the related factors like stress and anxiety and stuff isn't there but um so what? what is Perigo doing about this
0: situation then uh, on the back of the report yeah so the, the report was really insightful um, you know as reports hopefully are but equally it didn't tell us lots of things we didn't know about before what we've got now is some hard data that says you know we're able to say now that 74 percent of people um you know have, have sleep sort of problems uh, in the uk and we know much more about where people go for those problems but 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 you know largely there's sort of three or four things we want to do to sort of to combat combat this um first of all we believe there needs to be a sleep strategy endorsed by the government or led by the government national sleep strategy because it's of that much importance of that much economic importance and that much mental health importance for the nation Um, now whether that's on the back of the new response to covid and the steps on 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 that which is happening at the moment or it links into the self-care strategy which the pagb and the nhs are now sort of pushing through but we think more needs to be done here around this because at the moment you have a, a group of pharmacists that are nervous around this sort of this area, um, aren't necessary despite our efforts fully trained. And I think, you know, the, the stats from the report said that 50% of pharmacists think they could do with more training. There are too many people going to the GP and they shouldn't be, and, but more than that, there are some really basic things through education we can be doing to helping people. And, and you know, the sleep category is big enough that Perigo can sell lots of boxes of NITOL and, the, and the, the, the category can flourish at the times when those things are appropriate but sometimes there are times where actually not looking at digital device before you go to sleep you know and the the jury's out with this one hour or three hours before you go to sleep making sure you've got proper darkness in your room you know making sure that you're getting ready and prepared for sleep are all sorts of things that people need advice on at the moment people aren't getting advice uh, and they're just sort of putting up with it so so the national sleep strategy we think is really important whether that dovetails to other existing strategies which are being driven by the NHS at the moment, or Public Health England, that needs to have a role because nobody's really speaking about this problem at the moment. I think secondly, product innovation has a big big role. Um, And, you know, the adjacencies to sleep, there's all sorts of opportunities around there to do more. Um, And that's, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting at the moment that the night I'll start selling pillows, but um, it's not a bad idea, is it? Or doing like a witch comparison for the best pillows that help you sleep. But, but certainly when you think about mental health, sleep, stress, all sorts of areas around that, there's opportunities to do more. And, you know, and that preparedness of getting for bed, you know, using the sort of the right scents and things like that, getting ready for bed. There's all sorts of opportunities around that, both with physical products, but also digitally. Um, and then, you know, this, in the last two years, we have innovated on the Nighthole brand. We've launched the the Caramel Liquid because Actually, a lot of people don't like taking tablets or the idea of tablets to help you sleep or sleeping tablets because it has slightly sort of connotations with that, you know, wrongly so, because, you know, it, it's nitol, which is a form of antihistamine. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't like taking tablets. We've innovated that way. But I think we can do more around that uh, 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 over and above that. So I think national sleep strategy, product innovation, and then, you know, education of the, of, of the key people that really matter, you know, both the public. And that's through our advertising and through various things we can do to sponsor various things when people look up sort of when they've got sleep problems online but particularly for HTPs you know to help give the pharmacist and the pharmacist assistants that confidence to be able to engage with people and not be scared of this category um and and you know I always look at OTC and self care is it's just a wonderful thing because it, it it can sometimes it doesn't always result in a you know certainly not a prescription but but, but sort of like a dispensing of a product some of my times it might be some practical advice but it's that engagement in the first place and also you know linking to the self-care strategy every time you engage with the pharmacist about something that's somebody saved from going to the GP and it really worries me at the moment that people you know they think I'm not sleeping very well I'm going to go to the GP I can't get the GP appointments they don't do anything about it so the more we can do to build that confidence and create those you know, stories that somebody said, well, I'm suffering from sleep. I went to see the pharmacist. They gave me some great advice. i been better from that. That word of mouth, which helps build that confidence with the pharmacist and that sort of engagement, I think, is a huge opportunity.
1: Well, that's a great overview. Yeah, I think they're all really important. Um, but you touched on innovation, um, which is interesting. I recently did an article. We were talking about this at the awards. I did an article on um, on innovation in sleep, looking at you know the the kind of things that you can and can't do around supplements. Um, this is with the help of Jensen um, R plus. This is a, a really interesting talk about it. And and you know that it's quite limited because of the it's a highly regulated. You know in general OTC is a very high, highly regulated market, but it's not that many uh, ingredients you can use in sleep. You mentioned antihistamines, first generation, and then um, um, you know like supplements here maybe in Europe you can get some supplements for sleep that you can't really you can't get them here over the counter and then like you say there's there's all these other adjacent products now like lavender pillow sprays or um, you know aromatherapy um, yeah I mean so so it's interesting you said that I think you know there would be loads of space you know for consumer healthcare companies to move into into these areas but it's it's beyond the traditional uh, portfolio, isn't it? I mean, so what do you think? Do you think that innovation is quite limited or or is that like, you know, that kind of space that companies like Perigo could move into, you know, like branded sleep aid uh, products or whatever?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting space. I, I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, there is limitations because of the, the regulatory environment, but the regulatory environment is also good. So people can know with confidence if something's an OTC medicine. And we bought P line over the counter with a pharmacist. It, it comes with a safe safety record and a history of safety. And as you rightly said, you know, NITOL is is like a bad antihistamine in the sense it does make you drowsy, but it but you know it helps you sleep for eight hours and then wakes up without sort of feeling too drowsy there. So it's a wonderful product. So that accessibility alone to that is 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 a gift. And 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 I I think about the opportunity there, you know, as I said, that that the, the more people are going to the doctors and getting prescriptions for sleep aids, and they are going to going to pharmacy. So I think just on the existing portfolio, there is a stack of upside there, and that's after, by the way, you've convinced most people to get a better pillow or a better mattress and close the curtains properly or stop looking at digital devices. You still got enough upside where for short-term, you know, chronic sort of problems around sleep, night or a sleep aid that you can buy OTC with the right claims, the right safety data will work for you. So I think it's that there's a lot of expandable space there. And I think that the caramel liquid we launched, again, is that sort of, you know, that takes away that that nervousness around tablets. And so, you know, for people who have dysphagia or whatever, they're like swallowing tablets there, it's a solution for that. So I think there's already a lot more to expand that. But then out of those other adjacencies, you're right, you know, the, the, the regulatory environment does put some limitations on because not only can we not always make the claims, so we don't have that sort of that semi-ethical so semi-Rx sort of you know sort of category in the UK like they do in you know in other countries there's also with umbrella branding what you can say if the base of your product is 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 a medicine and that's a difficult you know environment to 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 navigate but I still think there's space for that And, and and your point about pillow sprays and things like that is that you know there's no clinicals on those things but anecdotally and word of mouth they work but I think the reason why they work often as well is it creates that sleep regime. It gets people used, because if they're using a pillow spray, they're probably also clued up and they've done a bit of research to realise you probably shouldn't look at your iPad as the last thing you do before you go to bed or, or watch a TV programme straight away. Um, you know, how you prepare yourself for that that's, that that's sleep journey to get there better or have a hot bath or whatever those things, all the stuff that that if you see a pharmacist and they're trained properly, they will tell you about. So I, I'm, I'm all up for these things because I think it's, it's like a, a catalyst for other good things happening, which the aggregate of those things will be better sleep. Um, Notwithstanding, as I said, the the limitations, of the regulatory environment, the claims, you know, ideally, you know, best place to be doing this and to expand it. We've got a great existing brand, we've got a lot of presence globally, we can tap into the best technologies. That regulatory framework does mean sometimes you can't make the claims you'd like to make as you expand brands. Um, But I, but I think despite that you know and then you said about sleep aid other sleep aids like pillow spray and stuff that that market is also exploding right now um i saw a stat that i think it was john lewis who was selling some speciality pillow a silk pillow i think it was and the sales are up 400 percent in the last year so people are aware about the need of sleep and they're tapping into it um, but i don't think we as an industry are offering yet all those solutions for that so we need to navigate various environment around it but i think there's certainly an opportunity for more from from our brand and from the category and you know a category that despite you know sleep being you know sort of like such a a chronic sort of crisis level for the uk you've got a situation where the otc category within that is is worth less than 100 million it's smaller you know it's smaller than the cough category um it's more than the hay fever category despite the fact that more people are suffering from it so there's a there's a huge opportunity there yeah like,
1: like you say um there's two there's kind of two things isn't there uh, in addition to the regulatory limitations you know there's the perception around sleep tablets you know as something that is you know quite hardcore if you like uh, compared to the reality you know that they are just antihistamines um where you've got new antihistamines that that don't make you want to sleep uh, so they've got this new function um and then, you know, they're among the safe, some of the safest products around. I think, you know, my limited knowledge of uh, OTC medicine science. But then, you know, on the other hand, uh, you know, brands are like vehicles for sleep hygiene, aren't they? I mean, this is what the, the article was arguing, um, and what Jensen was saying. The point about uh, lavenders, pillow sprays, and that is that they, that they're, like you say, you know, they, they become this prompt towards actually learning about sleep. And then you have this better sleep hygiene so yeah this is a really interesting role isn't it that that uh, consumer healthcare brand owners can have in 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 removing that stigma which is something that Pit Perigo has been working on for the last few years. Um,
0: yeah well Naito is a smaller brand than than I would like I mean it's it's the biggest brand in OTC and I, and I think you know that the role of being the you know the the, the nation's spokesperson for for how to sleep better you know and or sleep partner I think there's there's a real space to to play there because there's a void at the moment nobody else is really owning that or stepping into that and and the consequence is we've got a a nation which is all a bit stressed all a bit uptight right now and not sleeping so well and um and that's a problem
1: yeah brilliant well I think that's fantastic um and yeah I think it's great that Perigo are working on this and hopefully through, you know, the rapport and, and the stuff that you do on the back of it. Then um, then you can manage to help, you know, Brit sleep. So thanks for yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast.
0: Well it's been been enjoyable. It's not not as bad as I thought it might be
1: Thanks for listening to Over the Counter. Watch out for new episodes in the future on the HPW Insight website, on our LinkedIn and Twitter pages and on SoundCloud.
0: See you soon.